You're listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie, with your host, certified life and spiritual coach, Naz Rose. Hi, wonderful listener. Welcome back. It is me, your spiritual coach, Naz. I am so ready to talk to you about today's subject. And if you saw the title of the episode, we are talking about burnout, stress, and the person who does everything. Why do some of us take on this? And why do some of us struggle with the anxiety that comes with a loaded plate of responsibilities? Let's talk about it. Before we do, please, please, please remember to follow me on Instagram at Believe It Coach and to share this podcast with others who you know and love and who want to grow spiritually. Um, share share the podcast with them. Um, share my info and follow me on Instagram again at Believe It Coach. If you have any questions for me, always along the way, I am happy to help. You can email me at info at believeitlifecoaching.com. So today, burnout, stress. Oh my goodness. We hear this all of the time. I'm so stressed out, right? I'm done. I am all the way to to the edge. I can't take it anymore if I have to do one more thing. And this attitude is an attitude that I have personally experienced and that I have um, coached many people through now that I have been through it. For those of you who don't know me and don't know my story, I worked prior to to becoming a certified life and spiritual coach and to starting my company. I worked in Manhattan for about 11 years for a global publishing company. And um, and I worked as a marketing manager in, in that company for, you know, like I said, many years. And I remember the attitude of, of just New York. And if, if you know New York, then you will know what I'm talking about. New York is go, 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 go. Okay. Nobody is stopping. Everyone is stressed out. Everyone is going somewhere. Everyone has something to do. And I'll even share with you this, this really awful, but hilarious story. The first time um, that I took a train, it was probably the first week, not the first time, the first week that I was commuting from New Jersey, where I was living into New York, it was my first week ever working in Manhattan. And I had just moved from Florida back up North and, um, And I was walking through Times Square to go and catch the train to go downtown. And I was wearing these work pants and I tripped and I fell. And I mean, like really all the way fell to the floor. And in Florida, someone falling, you know, gets people to come and be like, are you okay? Is everything all right? And, you know, people help you. In New York, (laughs) I was on the floor totally ate concrete and people just kept walking. Just, I mean, nobody even laughed. That's how bad it was. No one even laughed. People just kept going. And that will really paint for you a very vivid picture of 
high achievers and, you know, the Manhattanites of the world who are just going and they're not stopping for anything. So that attitude, wherever you are in the world of I'm burnt out, I am stressed, I have to keep going, I have to keep doing, I have to work 20, you know, 20 hours a day and I have to stress myself all the way out. That attitude from a spiritual perspective has a very underlying reason why it happens. And the real reason for that is once you start to dig in, right? And this is the process that I take with my clients. Once they come to me and they say, I'm really stressed out and I need you uh, to help me manage this plate of responsibilities that I have and this burnout that I'm experiencing. My first question is, what is the reason that you are doing all of this stuff? What do you think will happen if it doesn't get done, right? Take me through the worst case scenario. What happens if you don't complete every single one of these things? And a lot of times it's, you know, I'm going to either get called out or something is really going to fall behind and, you know, I'm not going to be able to complete things with the quality that I like to complete them, or somehow I'm not going to meet the expectation. And so again, one step down, I'll ask them, okay, well, what happens if you do get in trouble or if you don't finish it, or if you don't meet the expectation, what is to you the outcome of that? And you'll be surprised for some people it is, you know, I'll get fired and I'll lose my, my income, but for others is I'm just, you know, I'm afraid of how that makes me look. Okay. I'm afraid of how not being the most competent that I can be or working myself to the bone is going to make me look. And so when you have that outcome, or let's say, let's say the, the, the outcome, their worst fear is that they're going to lose their job. Okay. If they lose their jobs, again, I'll take them down another layer. What will happen when you lose your job? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? And is this a, a survival problem? Or many times it's not about survival. People have enough to get by for two, three. I've even met people who have enough to get by for a year and they still have this fear of losing the job. And, and when I dig beneath that, what I find is that those people aren't afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of what someone is going to say if they didn't meet the expectations. So again, as you'll see, no matter which side you're on, once you really dig down beneath the surface and you ask people, bring down the reason why you're doing all of this to the very bottom line, the underlying reason most of the time is I don't feel that I'm enough or I don't want other people to feel that I'm not enough, or I don't want other people to see me as someone who didn't do enough. So it's always when you bring down burnout and, and stress and super busy people who are filling their days and foregoing any fun and happiness in their lives because they have stuff and obligations, what you'll find very beneath the surface is that they have a feeling that if they drop the ball, they're not going to be seen as enough. And if they are not enough, 
then how will they be loved? Right? So how can someone love me if they don't see me doing all of the things that I'm doing to justify my worth? And what I want to tell you is if you are feeling this way, and and if really the reason once it boils down to, to this very bottom, I'm not enough mentality, if you are there, how do you move on from that? Better calendars aren't going to help. Okay. Better scheduling isn't going to help. You know, trying to balance everything even more isn't going to help. Meditation isn't going to help. Uh, No no scheduling, no list, no to do's. Adding more things isn't going to help. What's going to help is you figuring out where in your life you picked up the message that how much you do is equal to how much you're worth. Because the reality is that spiritually speaking, we are worth everything by default, by just existing, right? We are creations of something incredible. And I don't care what you think that incredible thing is. It can be Buddha, it can be Allah, it can be Jesus, it can be God, it can be the universe, it can be, uh, you know, um, science and, and, you know, what the the theory of evolution, I don't care what you think the origin of our being is. The reality is that we are miracles. Whether it was through evolution or creation, we are miraculous beings, okay? We are the byproduct of continuous miracles. And so just through being that, you are enough. You are worth everything. And once you see your worth, and once you stop equating doing with being lovable, you will realize that you are loved regardless of whether you do a million things or whether you don't. And if in that process, of you saying, I love myself and I'm not going to burden myself with a thousand things to do every day because I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my kids. I want to enjoy my free time, whatever it is. Once you get to that place of love, if someone doesn't love you there, then you don't need that person. Okay. That person is loving a version of you that isn't real. That person is loving a version of you that feeds into their world, into their personality, into their sense of themselves, and not necessarily, uh, they don't love you necessarily because they just love who you are, right? Because they just love that you are this wonderful being, because they look at you and they see your divinity and your, your loveliness. They have an ulterior motive for loving you. And you don't need people like that in your life. So if you, or jobs, okay? So if a job lets you go because all of a sudden you're not working 20 hours a day, but you've decided I'm gonna work the hours that I am supposed to work and that I was hired to work. And and once those hours are over, I am out of here, then you don't need that job either, okay? And you can clear up the space and a new job will come that meets your expectations because we are always divinely compensated when we choose ourselves and when we decide to love ourselves unconditionally. So if you are in this place, 
find out the original reason, okay? Why you equate doing to being loved. And that reason could be maybe parents who really pushed you or who um, who commended you and, and loved on you more only when you did really amazing things, but they used their love as a manipulation, right? When you didn't do right, they retreated their love. But when you did great and you were, you know, stressing yourself out to be top of the class and get the best grades, they gave you love. You might've learned to equate, um, you know, that action of doing the most with being loved. It can also come from, uh, from later down the line when, uh, you know, a boss or, or a company gave you more money because you were stressing yourself out. And then you said, okay, the only way to be really productive and to make it forward is to, you know, basically kill myself for this job. So, we don't know where you picked it up. That's up to you. Obviously, this I could be talking to so many people right now. And the underlying reason for your um, for your feeling of not being enough is something you have to explore on your own. Obviously, I'm happy to explore that with you privately as your coach. But on for the purposes of this podcast, it's really up to you, right? To go back and to say, where did I pick up the message that it's only when I'm doing everything possible for everyone and for, for, you know, my job and, and when I'm really stressed and really busy and showing everyone how busy I am and how much I have to do, that's when I'm, when I can be loved. That's when I'll feel like other people will see me as being enough. Go and explore that, but no, always that you are enough. Like I said, you are a divine being and just through existing, you are worth all of the love in the world. So go and find out the underlying reason for your burnout and extreme stress, and then allow yourself the opportunity to remember that you are loved and that you don't have to show everyone everything that you're doing and stressing yourself out to the max for you to be worth it. Don't create more lists. Don't align more calendars. Don't don't color code more calendars or do any of that craziness. That is not what your soul is seeking. What your soul is saying is, I want to be loved just for being. And anything that I do extra besides existing is an added plus that I want to do because it brings me joy and because I love doing it. But don't sacrifice yourself just because you feel that in that sacrifice, others will love you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you ever have any questions, email me. You can visit my website, also believeitlifecoaching.com, or you can follow me on Instagram, and I would love it if you did. It's at believeitcoach. I'm sending you lots of healing, love, and energy, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Third Eye Talks, a podcast for the spiritual junkie brought to you by Believe It Life Coaching. Follow us on Instagram at Believe It Coach or visit our website for more information, believeitlifecoaching.com.